The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. Hey, this is WWE superstar Kurt Hawkins, a.k.a. Brian Myers. This is WWE superstar Zack Ryder, a.k.a. Matt Cardona. And you're listening to the Eyes Up Here podcast starring the queen of extreme. Francine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought we were plugging our podcast, the major wrestling figure podcast. Oh, man, I'm sorry. You know, I get really flustered anytime I think about or talk about Francine. She was my high school crush, you know. You're 34 years old, and she's still your crush. I cannot confirm nor deny that. Enjoy the show. This is Eyes Up Here, and you're listening to another episode of the Queen's Extreme Podcast, only on the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcasting empire. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and as always, I'm joined by the one and only host of this show, the great, the wonderful, the amazing, the out-of-this-world, the uh, effervescent, there you go, Francine, the Queen of Extreme. Welcome into another great episode of Eyes Up Here. Thanks. What a what an intro. That was a good one. I like th- it. I was trying to think off the top of my head. I was just trying to make up words as I went along. Yeah, it was they and and they were all real words. So I'm very impressed. Very, very good. Um you. how you feeling? Feeling good? I'm doing good. A little tired. Throat mm. throat's hurting a little bit, you know. Feel, feeling a little run down today, but it's uh, yeah. it's all right. Gotta keep on trucking, keep the uh, the train moving. More uh, more lovely podcasting that we're doing here on a weekend week out basis, not only on the TMPT Empire, but also on our Patreon channel, where mm-hmm. we give you not only this show and uncut video, but also the extra content that you're getting. So uh, okay. loving it, loving life right now. How, uh, how's everything going in uh, the Queen's uh, kingdom? Yeah, it's it's good. Um, you know, this is uh, one of the, I think one of the last shows I'm recording before I'm getting uh, chopped up. So uh, yeah, so, um, you know, and you're gonna we're we're putting a lot of stuff in the can, guys. So right. um, we're 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 doing double duty here. We're recording two furs a day and trying to get content for everybody. Um, so this is legit one of the last ones um, before surgery next week. So I'm getting a little antsy. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, went and got my blood work done yesterday. Um, I go in a couple days to see my um, the one hernia specialist. Uh, surgeon that's going to be performing the the hernia part of the operation and um and then next wednesday it's it's on <laughs> i'm uh i'm so, eager for you obviously i can't wait to hear from whenever you uh emerge uh yeah. in, in a in a semi-conscious state in a, in a semi <laughs> um half moment of uh delusion or whatever you'll be in i can't wait to hear from you to see how it's going but very happy that you're finally getting this done and that uh, yeah. i feel like you know, since we started the podcast in early September, we've been on the ride with you. The emotions of it, it's happening, it's not happening, to it's happening again. So uh, as much as we're going to miss you while you're recovering, we are very happy that you will be on the road to uh, everlasting recovery. I hope so. I, I, three times. This is just too much. So hopefully this is it. And, um, you know, I'll check in with everybody. I won't be dead. Hopefully I'll, hopefully I'll wake up and continue would, on. <laughs> yeah, right? It's, it's a scary thought. Like, you, you know, you're going under. So you don't yeah. know. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen. But I, I've just been praying everything goes well and that this is the last one. And um, and that I feel good. And uh, hopefully I'll be back to my normal self and sitting in this chair in no time soon. So 
yeah. um, you know, we'll see what happens. And the holidays will be approaching uh, oh, feverishly by yeah. the time you get back in the chair. So I can't don't, wait for that. I don't think um, Thanksgiving is going to be too fun this year. No. Like my mom even said, maybe we, <laughs> she goes, maybe we'll like just do like um, one of those, you, you can pre-order food. And they just bring because we always cook, you know, yeah. everything's from scratch. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, she's like, yeah, this year we're not going to be able to travel. Maybe we'll just order from like one of those, like, uh, what are they called? Um, what's that place called that has the, well, ShopRite does it. ShopRite <laughs> does it. I know, uh, which is great, by the way. Miss Boston ShopRite, Market uh, does it. Boston Market does yes, it. Wegmans is a big one these days. Oh, we have Wegmans. Okay. Yeah, yeah Wegmans. Wegmans. Wegmans does it. And my uh, my family, my mom would always get from Heavenly Ham. Heavenly Ham, that sounds yeah. delicious. Yeah, they well they do turkey too. So oh, uh, uh, see, I like I like uh, a good honey roasted ham over turkey any day. Yeah, that I've always yeah. never never a big ham fan. Um, no, mm. nah. nah. I like it with um, lots of brown sugar and pineapple. It's yeah, delicious. Nah. I mean I'll nah. have it, but it's not. Uh, okay. it's not. Uh, wet in the old palate, but you just said Shoprite, and I. Uh, there was one thing <laughs> about moving from New Jersey that I missed you so miss much. Oh my God, do I miss Shoprite? I just love the, Shoprite. The one where I lived in Middletown, New Jersey, was a gigantic Shoprite. It was like the Costco of Shoprite, <laughs> and like every time you went in there, I mean, they had great regular merch. You know, the general merchandise they had. Just uh, amazing, you know, little food spreads, and we go there for bagels, and we do everything. So, I one thing I could say I miss very much about not living in Jersey anymore is my uh, access to Shoprite. You, where do you shop now? Uh, well, Food Lion is a big one well, down here in Virginia. And yeah. then, how about this? This is great. We have the sister brand of Stop and Shop. We have Giant, which oh. is okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Stop and Shop. The whole design, the inside of the store, everything, the color. It's its stop and shop from what I'm used to in Jersey, but it's giant down here. And, okay. Uh, they're better, too, because you find more like the Italian dishes, some more of the Italian pastries are nice. filtering in through giant, which I think is directly tied into stop and shop. And that's, uh, you know, we always look mm. for the Italian cookies for the holidays. So that's where we're right. going. Um, right. To giant, but no, I'm not as close to the piggly wiggly as uh, you'd think being in the south. <laughs> the piggly wiggly, yeah, yeah. We uh, we shop at Shoprite and Wegmans. Those are our two that we like nice. a lot, and get our snacks at at uh, Walmart because they're yeah. super cheap, <laughs> ridiculously cheap. But then you know super what? Cheap. It's a little bit of a rib though at Walmart. I think they lure you in with the cheap prices because then you buy a ton of stuff. And you walk out to being like, why did I just spend like $150? I came in here for three things. Yeah, but you'll use it eventually, <laughs> you know? Like my yeah. daughter likes those poppables. Yeah, they're, okay. They're like $3.69 at ShopRite. Yeah. They're $2 at Walmart, and it's the same bag. Yeah. It's yeah, like it's a no-brainer. I'll, I'll give you a little tip. Uh, 97 cents the toast, uh, not tostitos, the tortilla chips with a hint of lime. 97, 97 cents, cents for this giant friggin' what? bag. Oh, oh it's my unbelievable. goodness. Is that at your stop and shop? No, that's giant? Walmart. No, that's Walmart. A Walmart. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 97 good to cents. Know. Hint of lime. Just a hint. A hint, a hint of, of lime. lime. Who knew? Who knew that hint of lime would be so important? Maybe if there wasn't that hint of lime, they would only cost 89 cents. I think it's 93 <laughs> for the regular tortilla chips. <laughs> okay. Well, so, all right. I know um, a little too much about that. Yeah, well, that's that's uh, that's really good to know. 
Um, I'm going to move on to a subject that irritates me and uh, it makes me angry. And I wanted to get a male perspective who is that. not is necessarily in the business, what I mean, a worker. Mm-hmm. So uh, open-minded on this. Absolutely. So I was watching Total Divas the other day because I do watch that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's half work, half um, oh, yeah, maybe absolutely. real life. I think there's some real life like into 85 it. Like 85 and a half percent work. Yeah, but, but most of the, you know, uh, what's going on, the marriages are real, the yeah. interaction. You yeah. Know. Um, so I'm watching it and I, it was the, epi- it might've been last week's episode, I guess I, cause I, I DVR everything, but, right. uh, it was the one about, um, Carmela coming out about Corey Graves, you know? Okay. Um, and a lot of people online are referring to her as like Corey Graves rat. Oh, ouch. That's was some of the things that you see. And so I, you know, I, I started to think about all the shoot interviews that guys have done throughout the years in in this business Uh and how they talk about the women in the sport. Yeah. And it irritates me. And I can't tell you how many times the interviewer, it's happened about me and it's happened to probably every girl that's set foot in the ring. The interviewer will say, How's it like working with Francine? Well, she slept with this guy and then she was hooking up with him. And that has nothing to do with what you just asked. Right. 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 And so many people have said, well, she was Shane Douglas's rat. I've heard that so many times. Yeah. And it triggered me watching this and then seeing what people were and then, say, you know, going back to listening to what people have said about me. Right. And watching what they say about the other girls in the business, I just thought it was an interesting topic because, number one, if I wanted to tell you who I slept with, I would do my own shoot that I think people would be interested in. Right. Because who's not interested in gossip or right. Absolutely. You know, yeah, juice absolutely. or whatever? Right. Um, I've never been one to kiss and tell. I don't it's personal you know things are personal to me i don't share that side i'll talk about my wrestling career over and over again um but i i i don't i don't understand why guys in the business have to always divert to sex when it comes to the opposite sex you know being females in the sport right um even if if it's not them like like okay i'm a guy and i say oh yeah francine i slept with her so you're putting yourself over. Right. The uh, People have said, oh, yeah, she was Shane's rat. So they're not even putting themselves over. They're just throwing it out there that they think Shane and I were having an affair or right. whatever the case is. Um, infuriates me. I get so angry because, number one, I've never been with Shane. I, I, I can't emphasize this enough. People to this day still, well, some people still think we're married, which yeah. we've talked about so many times. But a lot of the boys still think that I am lying and I was with him and I've never been with him. And I'm just, it, it just triggered me watching her and her going through what she's going through and people calling her names without knowing the real story. And I don't know her. I've never met her. So I'm not saying she's telling the truth or she's lying. I feel for her because she's getting all these people calling her names and no one even knows 
what the real story is like right. you know she's telling her story but people want to believe what they want to believe whatever um it just makes me mad that you're doing a shoot interview and you're you just for shits and giggles let's just throw in that chad slept with four girls from the locker room right. you would look like the coolest guy out there but the girls look like big whores yeah it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword without it, it, a doubt it's a double standard it's yeah. it's disgusting it makes me so aggravated and i am you know i i've been watching clips so i last night i said i don't want to talk about this so i went and watched clips of and i'm not going to name names because i don't want any heat from any of the guys but so many of these guys are just throwing girls' names out there when the question isn't even about that. Yeah. It's wrong. Why, why? Why? Why do people feel like they have to throw people under the bus in that? I, I don't understand. I, I could just say probably just in basically everything, they just want to sound cool. You know, they just want to sound like they're edgy or they're, you know, uh, they're well, a badass because they did this or they did that. Um I know exactly the kind of vein you're talking about in, in terms of the shoots and, and, and how it's brought up. And, um, you know, there's never really a follow-up question. It's just. No, and it makes with. no sense. Right. It doesn't make any sense. And, and the thing is, it's like um, some people say, yeah, she was this one's rat, but she's cool. I like her. Yeah. Well, you, you just made her look like a big whore. Right. So, but you like her, if you liked her, why are you throwing her under the bus like that? Like yeah. to me, and you don't even know if it's true or not. You know what you heard. You know, there's so many girls in this business that get a bad rap, and and like for me, there was a rumor going around that I was sleeping with um, that uh, Trent, uh, the kid who died, Trent Acid. Trent Acid, okay. I met him exactly once <laughs> my whole life, one time, and he. I went to shake his hand. He leaned in. He gave me a kiss on the cheek, which, okay, you're, you're in the business. It's fine. Right. Um, I didn't even talk to him after that. I kept walking because we were on the same show. Two weeks later, I go online. Everybody's saying we slept together. And I said, yeah. what? How does one I, thing go to the next? I was, I was just like, I just met him for, I literally, it was like a five second meeting. And then people were texting me, did you sleep with Trent Asset? No, I don't wow. even know the kid. Like, yeah. I, I'm, first of all, I think I'm like 15 years old. Today, <laughs> it doesn't really I don't, like your type either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about him. I just know he passed away a while ago. Yeah. I felt bad when I heard that. But I said to myself, who makes up this bullshit? Who makes this up? Like, it infuriated me. I was just like, I, because I have a vagina. People are going to say what they want about me and everybody has to believe it. You know, like I still read stuff. Like if you go on YouTube and you read comments, she's lying. He smashed that. She did this. He did that. Are you kidding me? Like I get, yeah. so, I get so angry. So I just, you know, seeing the, the segment that I saw and then seeing the reaction, I just, I feel bad. I feel bad for everybody in this industry. Who's a female because these guys they just don't care. Yeah. And it makes me angry because they're so nice to your face. And then they get a couple beers on them and they say whatever they want. And there's no remorse. They don't care, you know, and, and you're supposed to be friends with them after this. It's very weird. It, it, it's it's absolutely weird. And, and just going back to the Carmela, Corey Graves thing, you know, I remember when the whole thing broke and it was having to do with Corey Graves. What we would learn to be was semi estranged wife and 
their dirty laundry being aired out there. So in terms of the court of public opinion, people are already going to have a perception about Carmela because you've heard from the wife. You've heard yeah. from the third party. Had there had we not put a face or a name on Corey Graves' wife and hey, you know, oh, he's got a wife and kids, but now he's with Carmela. Eh, maybe people forget about it. But um, I kind of think back to the uh, Matt Hardy, Lita, Edge situation from the mid 2000s. Are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. Again, we put na- names and faces to the situation. We saw what Matt Hardy was going through as the third person in that triangle, you know? Yeah. The, the guy who had had the thing happen to him. If we didn't learn about Corey Graves' estranged wife, I, I don't think Carmela would have gotten even remotely half of what is being said about her. But now okay. she's going to have that carried with her forever because of this situation. And this is from a, a fan's perceptive, uh, perception. Yeah. But I'm talking about, even still with the fans, I'm talking about the boys. Mm-hmm. Like, if, you, if you're if you a female and you date somebody in the business, you're not known as a girlfriend. You're known as the rat. Yeah, I, I can't. It's, it's not. And, and, and it could be. You could have a, a three-year relationship with someone, and they and if it didn't work out, you you were just a rat for three years. Right. You know what I mean? Like that infuriates me. Like that's that's not the way. Like I, I I have never looked at one of the females who dated somebody in this business, and it didn't work out. And I never said, oh, she was just his rat for six months. No, they dated. It didn't work out. You move on. You, if you're in the same locker room with somebody, and you are on the road four or five days a week. You have no social life outside of the business. You don't think people are going to gravitate to each other. Right. Things no, are going to happen. Different Stuff. business than it was 30 years ago when it was all just guys in the locker room and the girls were on the outside for the most part. Now there's almost just as many girls as guys. So it's like it, that's just human nature. People are going to get exactly. together. It's normal, right? Yeah, absolutely. I can't understand why the girls get such a bad rap for, for dating in the business. Mm-hmm. That's why I always tell the young girls, don't date the guys. Get away. Yeah. Don't don't go in the don't go in the locker room because they're such scumbags. Like I'm sorry, but no, yeah. nine nine times out of ten, the more I want I get so mad, the more I watch these shoot interviews and I hear them talking about the females. And and you know, like me, I think I've worked really hard my career, but I'm known as Shane Douglas's rat to people, which That's I never crazy. even slept with him. I just get so irritated and I know people are going to twist this and they're going to think I'm trying to like, um, I, I don't know, stand up for myself and uh, because I'm guilty of something. I'm not guilty of anything. I'm just sick of people talking about me on these, yeah. these shoots when things aren't even true. Right. And if it, if it even was true, why was it brought up? That wasn't right. the question what that was asked. With it? No. No, I just, I don't know. I just, I started binge watching because I was like, okay, I'm doing some research. There was so many indie girls. Some of these girls, I don't even know. Oh, she's yeah. just a rat. She's yeah, just a rat I, trying I to be a wrestler. About. I know what you're talking about. But I'll tell you <sighs> what, too, from, from, you know, knowing and having done shows with Shane for two and a half years, he has told us stories about how he would, you know, have guys confront him about, you know, there's something going on between you guys. Just admit it. And he'd be like, no, there's not. We are strictly professional. And well, no, it, now, but in the beginning, he let on that we were sleeping together, which pisses me off. And I well, tell him know, that all the time. He told the story on the air a few years ago where he said there was a confrontation in the locker room that he had, and it was to basically dispel, like, he had had enough of hearing about it. 
Mm, he, I didn't he, know that part. Yeah, he had yeah. said this before. I, I'd have to go back and see. It was a long time ago. It was very early in the run that we did the show. But um, I think he had gotten to a point with it. But he, I mean, he'll say, you know, yeah, now he'll say it till the cows come home. Um, yeah. But it just, that sucks. You it's not a good look for me. I mean, it wasn't a good look for me. You know, like I said before, he was married and here yeah, I am. Yeah. And yeah. He, he just kept telling me it's good for the gimmick. Keep your mouth shut. And I'm just like, man, but I look, I look awful in this you know, scenario, this yeah. does not look good for me. And right. just, just keep your mouth shut. So I did for years, but then I was like, well, screw this. We're done. Yeah. He's gone. I'm going to, and nobody believed me. Yeah. And I was just like, God, it's just, Oh, it just makes me, I don't know why I felt like I had to say this. Just watching that show triggered me. And then I started watching these shoot clips that I found and, and, um, the hoe bag, the, the, the you know, it's like, what the, is the hope like look i'm sorry it's and and give me give me five beers and then then everybody's a hoe i'll put everybody in the hoe bag because the guys are just sitting there drinking yeah she looks like a slut let's put her in really yeah you, that's I, tough it's oh tough. my god whatever i'm over it i'm done but but again um, i think it's a you know it's to try to sound cool factor that that's well they it. sound like assholes you all sound like a bunch of assholes how you about know? that i mean Makes you can me, you, you want to talk about it? We could compare it to Hollywood if you wanted to. I mean, how many, how many actors and actresses that get linked together aren't really linked together? And then you say, oh well, so and so was with, you know, yeah, but whoever. It's, but it see, didn't happen. It's a different industry. Oh, but then it's they just, say, but she was just with him because she wanted to sleep with him or something like that. You know, it's. I understand where you're coming from from the from the wrestling perspective, and that yeah, you know, talking about in the shoot interview vein, it's ridiculous. But that's where I could just draw a parallel. You know, if I needed to, uh, but it just it doesn't make it right. You know, it's... no, it's it's awful. And I just like I said, I you know, Missy Hyde's a perfect example. She's like an open book. She yeah. will let you know who she slept with, this and that, and she'll suffer the consequences. If if somebody calls her out, they can because she's admitted it, right? She says I slept with whoever. Yeah. Okay. Me, I, I'm not one to talk about my personal life. I never was, you know, yeah. if whatever happens, happens, people make mistakes. Um, I don't look down on somebody. I don't look down on a girl if they dated somebody in the business and it didn't work. And then mm -hmm. maybe six months later, they go on a date with a different guy who cares? Like what, what, what makes her a rat? Why? Because she dated two guys in the same company. Who yeah. Cares? It's very weird. I don't get it. I don't think it's right. I, it's, I, it's these rules, you know, these unspoken, there are no unwritten rules. rules, you know? There are no rules. It's just a bunch of bullshit. And I, I, just the more I watch these interviews, I'm just getting more and more infuriated. It's such a double standard. And I just, I'm just, i thankful I'm not in locker rooms anymore. Yeah. Because I'd just be throwing punches at everyone <laughs> and you motherfuckers. Like, let's Potato, go. <laughs> potatoes left and right. Live no, rounds. Just, as a woman, it just makes me really pissed off because, like, you work so hard. These girls work so so hard, and all all they want to talk about is who they slept with. Yeah, that's come it's, on, it's ridiculous. Oh. I, I can see now, you know, more of the, the the fans today seem like they're not as salacious with some of the stuff. They're more interested in what the worker actually is doing in the ring, and not too concerned with what's going on in the personal life. I think that instance is a very rare thing in relation to today's wrestling world. Maybe 15, 10, 15 years ago, we heard more about that kind of stuff. Now, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, we know about Beth, uh, what, Beth, whatever, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, 
but you know, yeah. nobody else knows any other details other than well, they don't whatever. put it out there. If you yeah. put it out there, expect consequences. I I understand that, but for someone who never talks about their personal life or doesn't want their personal life out there and then these morons just go do shoot interviews and say oh this one was this one's right this one did this this one did yeah. that who the fuck are you to, to yeah. talk about and and the person's not even there to defend themselves and if you like, and if you do defend yourself oh she's obviously lying that's why she's uh trying exactly. to, to cover that's her what ass. i'm saying yeah, yeah like right now people listening to this are probably going to think oh, she's, oh yeah. she's a big liar yeah no i'm not a big liar i'm just trying to be an advocate for female you know, females in the business that are getting shit on left and right. Like I'm just so sick of the girls getting walked over and, and the guys being able to say whatever they want. And the guys look so cool. That's what Carmela said in the thing. Like Corey looks cool. I look like a whore. Yeah. And that's what made me start thinking. And I'm like, you know what? She's right. And it's, it's not, it's not cool. It's not right. That's not cool. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I need to stop watching YouTube because I, <laughs> I just keep getting more and yeah, more Yeah, but you, wa you start watching one, then you watch ten, and they, they just I, come up in repetition. They just come up and up and up. That's and, what and, I and, did. You know, and, and I could just, I could tell you from my own person, like, if I watch something and it comes, I think it, that's not drawing me into wanting to hear something. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's, I listen to a shooter interview like that, I don't really care, you know, per se. What, what that's you about. don't, because you're not a topic. No, no, I get what you're saying. I'm just right. saying it. But, but as somebody who's hearing this, I'm not retaining it. It's those people out there that keep it going and, and making these guys feel like they're untouchable because they're doing oh. it for an audience. And uh, I feel for you, absolutely, it, without a doubt. It's uh, it, it's terrible, you know, and nobody should go through that. And hopefully, you know, as we uh, we move forward and the the girls get into the business now, maybe some sort of stuff changes. But no, it won't stop. No, it won't stop. And that, that could be the case, too. Yeah, it'll just continue on. But it just makes me, uh, it just makes me really, really upset. And, um, you know, people that I thought were my friends yeah. are saying stuff. And I'm just like, uh. Is there, you don't have to say who, but I think I know who you're talking about. Is there one that really got under your skin that you saw? There's a couple that really got under my okay. skin. I and think I, and I, I can... one of them that you're saying. I okay. Think... And it wasn't true. That's the, that's the thing. It's not true. Yeah. So don't don't screw your 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 bullshit for all to hear when it's not true. Um, it's just uh, and I call and I call people out on it too, and yeah. I won't and I won't talk to people again after it. Yeah. So and I'll tell you off the air. I'm not gonna say on because that's, that's fine. I was I'll, say, I'll tell you. you to say that. No, no, I'll tell. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely tell you. I'll give you my guess before you tell me. How about that? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I want to see if you know, but it's just, and it and it hurts me. And and you know, I did cry about it. Oh, Not gonna lie. Yeah, I did cry. But um, people, I I just uh, oh now I'm getting now I'm gonna cry. No, don't get I'm upset. Don't get upset. Take a sip of your drink. Don't get upset. Um, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, mad. and I, I and I appreciate you sharing it. Obviously. Um, it was bothering me, and I wanted yeah, to get I it off tell, my chest. You've been, you've been talking about it for a while, you know. That you <laughs> wanted to, you know, you you've been saying it, and I, I appreciate you bringing it to the air like that. But uh, you know, know that there are people who do try to tune it out. Um, yeah. For you, you know, because we don't, we obviously, you know, we don't want you to feel bad, but we also don't want to be a part of any, uh, you know. No, no, and, I, and look, I don't want, I don't want this podcast. That you know, this is not somewhere. 
um, where I want to appear bitter all the time. You know, this is a very lighthearted show, and I've, I think I've kept it lighthearted uh, for the most part. But this, like I said, just seeing that show triggered me, and it just it makes me so mad that I'm crying now. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, we'll we'll change gears. But I just as a as a male. I just wanted to know if I'm crazy for thinking no, you're not. this way. No, you're not. It's, you know, it's obviously, it's a culture, uh, it's a culture thing. I mean, you know, I can't give it from the worker's perspective as much as I can, but I mean, maybe I can give it to you from somebody working around the business. And it's like, you know, I, I personally, whenever I've worked in a, either in a locker room, in a TV studio, in any kind of shoots with female performers or whatever, it's just not something that I'm interested in learning about because I'm just so focused on the task at hand. Like I, I don't go out of my way to find out that information. Um, but you know, those shoot interviews that you're talking about, it's done with a, an, an in certain intent. And, um, you know, I, I, I could go off on a whole thing to you off the air about that. Um, which I will now that you have me, uh, that you have me kind of burning on the inside. I, I would love to say it on the air, but I've never been one to call certain people out. Yeah, I'm not going to say directly. Either, like I said, but, uh, I just... all, I, all I could tell you just uh, cryptically is uh, that goes a lot into what I had said to you a few weeks back. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, let's let's move on into uh, what else we wanted to do here today. We're going to kind of finish out uh, the Q and A that we had started. Uh, a couple shows ago, um, yeah, we'll, Francine we'll do, put out a we'll, tweet. We got a huge response. We'll do so. the Q and A. Let's just do the Disney. I want to get the Disney thing over with, and then we'll we go. can we can finish. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Pixie dust always makes me feel better. I did slow. See? Makes me feel better. Uh, <laughs> sprinkle it all over me. Um, okay, so I I saw an interesting video this week. Um, did you ever hear of the ride uh, Cranium Command? Back in the is that, day, and that is that pod. the one where you go into the brain? Um, I okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't watch the whole ride. I only watched the beginning because it's an older ride. Uh, it closed in 2005. Right. Um, when you first go in, there's a character named Buzzy who is an animatronic that kind of talks to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, Buzzy was stolen. Oh my Buzzy, gosh. <laughs> Buzzy has been stolen and he's been gone for about a year now. And uh, they actually, to steal him, the guy actually cut through the active hydraulics of the arm. Oh my god. And gosh. right now it's just hanging with like the wires hanging out of him and stuff. And uh, they don't know where Buzzy is. But his clothes have been found. There's Buzzy, if you can see it. There's little Buzzy. Yep. Okay. He's very cute. Um,. So, it, like I said, it's a retired, retired mo uh, ride, and then this guy, um, his name is uh, Patrick Spikes. He was arrested recently. Him and his cousin, oh, <laughs> him and his cousin, uh, had fake IDs. I think he was a former cast member, so he was able to go into the back and acquire all these different memorabilia pieces okay and then he was selling them for profit so oh, wow. he had a like sign privately? like ebay oh geez that, that that's so strange what an idiot he it, was selling um amateur move <laughs> well he had a sign from like the great movie ride he had a dress from one of the animatronics in the haunted mansion on the dance floor scene 
Oh my God. You know how they're underneath and then the reflection, all of the um, mannequins are underneath. He took one of the dresses. He actually has a door from the storybook book circus uh, area, oh, which is in the yeah, back okay. where you get your pictures taken, you know? <laughs> right, okay, um, yeah. A, door, a regular door. He stole a door. Um, and the biggest thing was he um, sold... <laughs> he sold the memorabilia to a man named Robin Lopez, who is an NBA player. No. <laughs> Robin Lopez, is, is. <laughs> he's a member of Club 33. He's a huge Disney fan. Uh, right. I think his brother has a house on property like crazy. Oh, my gosh. He, he bought something for $7,000. He bought the outfit for Buzzy oh for seven God. grand. Okay. So they, they traced it back to this player. And of course he understood and he gave the outfit back because he wants Disney to have it. Right. But he was taken for seven grand because he had, you know, he had Buzzy's clothes, but Buzzy is still missing. Um, oh, Buzzy the, is valued at get animatronic. Yes. But Buzzy is valued at $400,000. So they're wondering if this moron is going to try and sell Buzzy and then whoever buys Buzzy, they can track it back to, um, you know, if it, if it was Patrick Spice, because they have Patrick, but they don't know if Patrick has Buzzy, if oh that makes any gosh. sense. That's crazy. So if, if Patrick doesn't have Buzzy, somebody else has Buzzy and we're, they're waiting to see if Buzzy is going to be sold, trying to be sold, but he's worth $400,000. Oh my God. Yeah. So there's so a poor it's a, naked Buzzy animatronic. Buzzy's floating around, but it's been almost a year and they still can't find Buzzy. So I, but, but it came up in the store, in the news recently because of Robin Lopez when they found Buzzy's clothes. <laughs> so, oh dear God. <laughs> so, um. Poor animatronic. God, yeah. God knows what is going on with that poor animatronic. That's all. Yeah. Like no one knows where he is. No one knows if he's going to be sold. If a collector has him in a basement, like he's, he could be, Buzz, poor Buzzy could be uh, gagged and cuffed somewhere. Oh. We, we just don't know where Buzzy is, but, um. Yeah, the guy, you know, they're they're saying he's not too bright, but I mean, I, he's kind of bright. He got in with fake IDs and he's stealing all this stuff. So I mean, I think he's My he's kind of bright. Animatronic? Uh, did they check his bedroom? Uh, I well, I don't know. They they're not. <laughs> the thing is, they're not sure if Patrick has Buzzy. Okay. They don't know. They don't know where Buzzy is, so they don't know. Did they who check has... Robin Lopez's bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Robin Lopez knows. He just bought the clothes. He didn't buy Buzzy yeah, himself. Yeah, okay. Uh... Uh, that's what was said anyway. So uh, I I think because, um, you know, Robin Lopez is a celebrity, they were able to, you know, track down uh, Patrick uh, in this sense to see, like, you know, because he sold it to him. Maybe if, if he wasn't so mainstream, I don't know if they would have found him. I don't know. But the, the main thing is Buzzy is still out there and um, poor Buzzy's missing. So I just found that so funny. Like, Hey, you know, uh, somebody stole uh, Shane's gear bag not too long ago. <laughs> so, I mean, like you could trace that. But, you know, probably by like the stench, you could follow the bag wherever it went. But, For you know, real? like how do you take – yeah, maybe six months ago or so, him and Chris were at a uh, like a rest stop. And um, – Somebody just went in the back of the car, took the bag. Probably didn't know what the hell they were taking, but, you know. Oh. That shit's traceable. You steal an animatronic, it's going to be found. You steal somebody's unique gear, it's going to be found. Thieves, albeit think that they're smart, they end up slipping up in the – they slip on a banana peel faster than they get away with the crime. So 
I remember I, we were at a show, uh, I guess it was last year, um, Brian Pillman Jr. was wearing his dad's vest. Yeah. And he had put it like on a chair and somebody took it. Oh, Jesus. And so he was freaking out because it was a convention and then the show at night. And when yeah. he was trying to work the show, he couldn't find his gear. Oof. And he was like, that was my dad's, you know, and he was here. It was one of the one of the boys who took it. Whoa. Mm-hmm. He got it back. He got it back the next day. But um, I said, you can't trust anybody these no, days. No, you really can't. You know, everybody's looking to flip it. They don't need to go the eBay route. There's there's private collectors out there that mm. they don't give a shit how it's received. They'll take whatever. And for all we know, Buzzy's in somebody's, you know, uh, <laughs> basement with its own, like, custom clothes. Could be wearing, you know, like, um, Snow White's dress, for all we know. Yeah, poor Buzzy. Um, well, but, the, uh, the Haunted Mansion, um, the that dress that I told you about, yeah. he, the guy put it on his girlfriend and was taking pictures of his girlfriend wearing the dress. That's very weird. <laughs> uh, there's some weird-ass people in this world. If you're listening to this show and you did something like that, then you are you are a weirdo. That, yeah. that is weird as hell. Who yeah. would do that? Uh, they didn't show her face. They showed like her chin down, and then they showed the whole dress, and she's just standing there wearing the dress. And I was just like, "Well, that's just some that, um, that's just some sick stuff going on in the background <laughs> with that." I'm sorry. There's just some weird, uh, weird stuff that only some nut dreams about going on in yeah. background with that. Yeah, crazy, crazy. But I, I thought that's a that's a WTF Disney story. Like, yeah, what the hell? Wow. Okay. Anyway, uh, you right, have so any? Now, let's, let's, let's get some You're questions. Good? Okay. We got um, we got about twenty uh, ish minutes for questions. Okay. Let's look and see what's left. Uh, okay, we have one from Steve Wurz Wurz Batcher. Uh, how tall are you? I am almost five foot seven. So I say I'm five seven. If you put me in like heels, I could be six feet. Oh boy. Uh, yep. Sometimes I'm taller than some of the guys that I yeah. You do look tall with. in some of those uh, the pictures I see online. You do look very tall. I look taller than the, yeah. I know, crazy. Um, okay. This one I think is a joke. <laughs> Joe writes, "Do you think Barry White's daughter? <laughs> this is definitely a joke. Do you think Barry White's daughter, when she was intimate with her husband, actually listened to Barry White's music?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he wrote i'll hang up and listen okay that's a cute that's, that's a cute little joke there uh charlie thrower no he went with a little marvin gay how about that yeah maybe he switched it up that'd be weird listening to your dad as you're performing uh yeah making love to your husband yeah um yeah. okay uh favorite in-ring moment from ecw charlie says um i guess the table spot is my favorite in-ring moment. That was a good one. Uh, I know my favorite moment I said before of all time was being a part of the, being a part of the first pay-per-view and just being in that locker room. But I think the table spot is pretty much my favorite in-ring moment. Um, not the slow reveal of the franchise. Uh, no, undergarments. absolutely not. No, um, not not no. <laughs> uh, turning on poor Tommy Dreamer after winning his first world championship. That was a fun moment, but that wasn't my favorite <laughs> moment. Um, let's see. The man of the 90s. Ooh. Did ECW ever approach you about doing some sort of nudity for the promotion, whether it be like a live event or in print? Seems like something they might have tried to cater to the demographic. Um, I was never forced 
to do anything. Um, I do. Re I I think there was talks about like Penthouse wanting to do something at one point, um, but I I wasn't gonna do it anyway. Uh, but I was never really asked. Uh, when 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 I had to get my top ripped off, I I just had told Paul I'm wearing electrical tape. You know, Smart. no one's gonna see nipple or well. Be, <laughs> let let's be frank. You know, the the spot I did with Dreamer with the pile driver and both boobs fell out is gonna haunt me for the rest of my life because that picture just won't go away. Yeah, and it's just people actually print that and make me sign it do you believe are you that? serious and do you know where i sign it right over the boobs so you can't see anything so screw you guys oh yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous i'm so mad um don hyman says does your husband know who tony shivani is and what are his <laughs> thoughts on him uh yeah who doesn't know who tony shivani is uh my husband is actually a very good sport and he does not mind at all um Tony has become a, a, a friend of mine and um, he's never crossed the line. So, uh, you know, I, I think my husband said until Tony sends you, what's the gimmick that they say the button on the fur coat? Uh, <laughs> is that what Tony says all the time? So, it's something like that. Yeah. Until, until then, that's the crossing the line. Moment. Yeah. When, when I get that picture sent to me, then he's, I'm not allowed to talk to Tony anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> um, let's see. Paco J rest. What was your favorite part of managing Shane and the triple threat? Uh, just the camaraderie that we all had. The four of us, we all worked really well together. Um, there was a genuine, uh, love for each other, a trust for each other. Um, and like I said, so many times we would work together and then we'd hang out together. So it was a friendship in and out of the ring. So, uh, they were just a, a great group of guys to be with. Um, so Pizza Templar says, how hard was it being a female on the road? The boys have it hard enough, but what about the girls? Well, how about just listening to the beginning of the show? And then that'll fill you in a little bit right there. Um, uh, a lot of how was it working with Shane Douglas questions, which I've answered a million times already. Um, well, George Jr. says, what was it like working with Beulah McGillicuddy? He always loved the storyline I had with her when I was managing Shane, and we worked. Who was with it? Her. You went out on my end. Who? Who? What did you say? You mind starting? I'm sorry. I'll reread it. Uh, George Jr. says, "What was it like working with Beulah McGillicuddy?" He has always loved the storyline between the two of us. Uh, he liked when I would manage Shane Douglas, and then we had the storyline with her and Tommy Dreamer. Um, I loved working with Beulah. We were actually best friends. For a long time, uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this. We actually roomed together in the beginning. I've stayed at her house; she stayed at my house. Um, when we worked and we would do our cat fights, ninety-nine percent of the time we'd be laughing our asses off, and you just couldn't <laughs> see us because we were like, "This is the dumbest thing ever," and people are going crazy. Um, it was always a lot of fun. I loved the angle. Uh, you know, we we worked mixed tags forever. We were married to to Tommy and Beulah, Shane and I. We, we oh, just, absolutely. I, and I'm pretty sure if Shane didn't jump and Beulah didn't leave, we probably would have worked together until the company went out of business because we just had, the four of us had such great chemistry together. Um, it was always fun. Um, like, we never considered it work. It was just a fun, fun time. 
So uh, I love the angle. You know, you know, what my favorite line is about uh, you and Beulah. Uh, I think I, is, I think I know. It, what no, you're this is the chat. No, this is the Chad line. This is the Chad line. Okay. You say, how do you? Uh, so, so were you a Francine or were you a Beulah fan? Mm-hmm. I go, hey, I liked Francine, but Beulah was my number one crush. Stupid. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Come on. That was so lame. Come okay. on, you get it? Come on. No yeah, the song, I get it. Come on. So, that, that, that hey, was, let's go back to 1996 now, okay? So now that's, we're talking, you know, uh, ninth grade, number one crush, the music video. Wow. Oof, is it getting hot in here? Whatever. My, okay. My hat. <laughs> anyway, uh, remind me not to ask Chad his opinion anymore. Um, let's see. Did I okay? Blake Naper says, "Did I ever consider? Did you ever consider about heading to the? <laughs> did I ever consider heading to WWF in 1999? No. What was why 1999? Was there something special in 1999? I don't think so. 1999 WWF. He wants to know if I ever considered going. 99. Was there anything special in 99? I want to say 99, that's pre-purchase of, no, I mean, 99, I mean, I mean, would would that have been the storyline with Brother Love? That would have been earlier than that. Yeah, that was earlier. No, I mean, 99 was kind of like, um, it's a weird transition year because 98, everybody was just smoking hot. And then 99 into 2000 was like the lull before everybody went out of business. Yeah. Even though business was good. I I don't know. That's, uh, I'm. Read it one more time, just so I can... I'll read it verbatim. Yeah. Did you ever consider about heading to the WWF in 1999? All right, maybe it just it was his favorite year in the business. Maybe, I don't know. No, it was I a great year. It was a very listen, good year. I was, I never wanted to head to the WWF ever, so no. The answer would be no. Um, for all of you asking, what's the podcast? After reading my tweet... And not knowing what the podcast is, you're listening to Eyes Up Here. That is the name of the podcast. So I'm not even going to read those questions because <laughs> I don't get it. Um, Carl Ray Lock says, if offered, would you take a job with AEW Wrestling or NWA? No, I would not. I am very content on doing what I'm doing and being able to stay home when I want and uh, making my own agenda. Uh, and plus, I'm going to be... 48 years old and uh i don't think they want to like in like 12 years right in like 12 yeah sure 13 years whatever um john tuff says did todd gordon ever approach you about going to wcw (laughs) no i wasn't privy to the party that was going on behind the scenes about the the big uh jumping ship the mole um yeah the mole um which is like what he but then paul was working for vince the whole time well i did hear the phone call Oh. I did hear the voicemail. I was at the studio, oh. but um, I was not um, included in it. And I was fine with that because I didn't want to leave anyway. Um, Darren Williams says, did New Jack ever talk to you about his life experiences before ECW? He talked to everybody about his life experiences. <laughs> we all knew what New Jack did, uh, what, he, what he could do, and what he would do. So, uh, yeah, we all knew. Um, Tim Riggle. What is your biggest regret from your time in the wrestling business? Hmm. 
Jeez, I'm not sure. You like to say you don't have any regrets. Um, I don't know. Maybe trusting some people that I shouldn't have trusted. And I'm not really going to get into it because I don't want to bury anyone. But um, maybe that's as deep as I can get. I'm sorry. It's pretty deep. Yeah. You know, you trust certain people and, and they stab you in the back. So uh, let's see. Bob O says, is there any chance you could return to the WWE as a manager or valet? Uh, Bob O, that's a big no. Um, <laughs> Next week, NXT. No. We're going to put you with Finn Balor. No, although he's awesome. Um, Michael Valentine says, you came up in conversation the other night during my online fantasy basketball draft. It's alarming <laughs> That almost every conversation I have ends up drifting into a conversation about ECW. Well, Michael, you're going to have to tell me uh, what was said because you left me hanging here. And I don't know <laughs> if it's good or bad. So, uh, you know, me. Michael would be great to join our Patreon tier where he can come on with us if he wanted to. Because that uh -huh. would be great. You can talk about ECW till you blew in the face once That's a month. That's <laughs> true. We'll let you, we'll let you talk. Um Robert Weber Jr., what was it like working with Bam Bam? Uh, I loved every minute except for when I broke my pelvis. Um, and that was an accident. But Bam Bam was a huge teddy bear. And we've said this so many times. Like, for him being as heavy as he was, he was so light on his feet. And he was just like, just like a gliding... You know, he would just glide across the ring. It was just amazing to watch him work because it was effortless and um, just a, a wonderful person. You know, I, I really loved Scotty and uh, I miss him. Best big man in the history of the business. Bar yeah. Nine. Yeah. Awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, Angel says, what made you decide to step away from wrestling and would you ever go back? Well, uh, I think this whole thing kind of sucked me back in, but... Um, stepping away is because I wanted to get married and I figured, you know, after marriage, I wanted to just spit babies out. Um, and, uh, are you laughing? I don't know why I just laughed at that. I don't know. The way you said it, it was just, I, I just thought it was very you funny. You can't just spit them out, which I, after I had my daughter, when I was in leaving the hospital, the lady goes, don't come back for another two years. <laughs> and I go, I have to wait two years until I have another baby. That's what they tell you. Like, you should wait two years before you have your yeah. next child. Um, so I was just like, oh, okay. And I was exhausted anyway. But um, I, the coming back part, I think I'm kind of halfway in. I'm not going to be, I'm not ever going to be fully back. But, you know, I'm I'm around, right? I'd say you're back. Yeah, you're back. Uh, semi back let's say you're back on your own terms how about that yeah i guess so um some of these i already answered multiple times la, 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 la. tom adler says was there ever a time while in the ring or on your way to or back that you were really scared um yeah there was the angle with Shane, with Gary, was very scary. And we've said it so many times because they drug me. I, I couldn't get my 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 feet. Like, I could My feet were like this, sliding. You can't even say. 
I couldn't get my bearings and yeah. I couldn't, I, they, they, Shane had me underneath my armpits and was literally dragging me because yeah. I had bumped and, you know, had to be dead, whatever. And so I couldn't really like get up and run. And there were just people over the guardrail punching us. And just, it was just, a, it was crazy. It was pandemonium. It was yeah. crazy. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> it was so crazy. Um, and I literally, I wasn't like scared for my life or anything, but I just remember saying to myself, God, when are we going to get through the curtain? Cause I'm literally just like dead weight being drugged down this long. It just seems like we were like a hundred miles away from the curtain. And then once we got through the curtain, the angle kept going and then here's a dreamer coming to get us. So now we're running through, <laughs> we're running through the boys trying to get to the car and then the car's locked and I can't get in the car <laughs> and I'm just like, Oh my God, this is crazy. So, um, but we, you know, we've been attacked. Like I've been punched directly in the face by a dude. Uh, you know, I, I had my dress ripped. Like somebody literally grabbed me here and like pulled on my dress to where it ripped. Jesus. It almost came off of me. Oh yeah. just a lot. That's why I always said, like, you can call me any name in the book, but don't touch us. Don't you, no, don't never. take liberties and especially a female like don't touch the girls you know and that's why like when i see these videos that come out and the girls are in the guy's faces and then the guy spits on them it's like oh it's part of the show but you have to know when to say when and you get your heat but like i i always tried to like get away before it would get too crazy but like just walking down the aisle and, and being sucker punched Really? That's, that's messed up. <laughs> it's happened to me. It happened a couple times. You know, it happened up in Boston. And I literally turned around. And I, I remember I grabbed the guy. And he was like a deer in the headlights. Because I don't think he thought I would grab him. And I, I grabbed him. And I put him down on the guardrail until Ronnie came over from Atlas. And oh, then wow. they, they kicked the shit out of him. I'm and sure they did. <laughs> he, he punched me. But then he didn't fight me afterwards. I'm like, oh, you're a big tough guy. Now you're going to hit me, right? But he got me like right in the side of the head or something. And I was just like. <sighs> Maybe he was aiming for Shane and he got me, or maybe he just thought I was a bitch and he got me, but he got me. Oh. So he was a ginger. I remember he had red hair. <laughs> I remember. I remember, but they got him afterwards. Last one. Okay. Last one. <laughs> What's the name of the podcast? Oh, here's a good <laughs> last one. Weed or booze. Yeah. I'm just some, uh, this is his name. I'm just some fucking guy named Jim. That's his name. <laughs> That's his name on Twitter. That's a good one. What's his That's name? For, Jim? Uh, he, it's just some effing guy. I should have said effing. <laughs> I'm sorry. It says the real word. But um, he asked weed or booze. Uh, I'd like a cocktail. I like a nice cocktail. I really like Fireball and Cherry Coke. So oh, nice. Yeah, that's a good combination. I'm not a big drinker. I don't drink at home unless I do. A, uh, sometimes when I do my live stream, I have one drink because it's a Saturday night and I'm chilling. Uh, I haven't done a, <laughs> I haven't done a live stream in three weeks, so I haven't drank. Um, but if I want to have a drink, Fireball and Cherry Coke is the nice. way to go. There you go. How about yourself? Do you like uh, a cocktail? Do you like uh, beer? I have a cocktail every so often. Nah, I have, really haven't had any beer. I, I had beer every so often. I was always a Rolling Rock drinker. Um, that was the first beer like I ever had, and I just that stuck with me. But uh, if I have a cocktail, I'll make like a like a cranberry and vodka. You know, Tito's vodka is very good. Have that. Little uh, or pomegranate. Um, oh, yeah, you know, okay. my wife's a wine drinker, but I'll have that every so often. But I usually say that's a uh, 
that's the puss way to to drink is to drink the wine. So, wine, wine can get you going. It, it can, but I call it the puss way because you know you got to have like, you know, a lot Couple, of it. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't like wine. If I if I like Arbor Mist, the cheap mm-hmm. cheap wine, because it tastes like yeah. fruit. Yeah, we got that on the rack upstairs. Okay, so we have <laughs> we have so many bottles of wine here, the like good wine, and I can't drink it because it's just it, it's yeah. not fruity or sweet enough yeah. for me. So I read put sugar in it. And I put tons of sugar and it still doesn't work. So I just stay away from the wine. Give me my fireball and cherry coke and I'm yeah, happy. Never been uh never been a weed guy, never been a drug guy, never never been my scene, never been my thing. Don't uh don't get the appeal. Don't get it. Now, have you ever tried to smoke weed? Uh, yeah, but like we're talking years and years and years ago. I mean, it's, you know, it's just not my thing. Just never. I was 33 when I tried it for the first time. I was a little younger than that, but years and years (laughs) and years. But, um, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a weed smoker either. I just, I don't, I don't like the culture that surrounds it either. I I I don't know. That's just me. I'll get off my soapbox now, but no, it's okay. It's all right. I, I just don't think it's fun. I don't like putting a smoke in my body. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but give me a cocktail and I'll, I'm, I'm good to I'm go. I'm all about the cocktails. Bring I on love the cocktails. the cocktails. Yep, yep. Well, that that was that was fun. Again, thank you, thank you to everybody who submitted some questions. We'll um, do a couple more on on the exclusive Patreon. Okay. After this, so. sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. You ready? Right, you so. ready to wrap? Yeah, let's plug some stuff. All right. Well, you're listening to Eyes Up here on the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcasting empire. You can head over to tmptempire.com, and over there you can get the uh, the portal, so to speak, to all the other TMPT podcasts in our repertoire. You've got Eyes Up here. You've got J.J. Dillon's podcast. You've got the TMPT flagship show featuring a brand-new interview every single week with somebody in the world of professional wrestling. And then uh, the Russo brand, Russo'sBrand.com. You've got the franchise, Shane Douglas, the Triple Threat podcast uh, every single week on video and audio as well. But exclusive to that Russo brand, you get the franchise live in a living color with me and JP from the two-man power trip. Uh, and outside of that, yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at WrestlingPal. And if you like the uh, the grand old game of baseball, America's Pastime, listen to my brand-new baseball podcast, on the Place to Be Nations podcasting network. Okay. And uh, again, all social media is ECWD for Fredzine. Uh Don't know when this is, like I said, going to air, but. Um, Somewhere in the not so distant future. <laughs> yeah. Next time you guys see me, I might be like all uh, Crypt Keeper. <laughs> we might be doing the podcast from my uh, recliner and I might be. Uh, I might order a lucha mask, so you won't have to see my face, and maybe I could do it that way. Is Beulah busy for one of those weeks? You you're think get a, a gig? <laughs> see, now you're being a dickhead, and I don't want you as my co-host anymore. You can call her. You can call. I'd love to have her on. I w- I really wish she would do the show, but she won't. No, unfortunately. Yes. But um, you know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah. And I'm sorry we got a little heavy today guys but it was a very uh very sensitive topic to me so um but we appreciate you sharing as always yeah yeah let me know your feedback on it and um again what do you want to hear from us let us know and uh i love you guys god bless that's a wrap this podcast was a presentation of the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcast empire